and part of that's just built into me. Maybe that's what it really means to be built for this. Like how many people are actually thinking about Q1 reflecting so that they can improve the next Q2? Cause that's hunger too. That's a, that's a surefire sign that you care what you're doing and where you're trying to go. Cause a lot of people don't reflect. They just sit down in the, on the couch at the end of the day and they say, all right, well, that was a day. We're gonna do the next one tomorrow. And you're over here thinking, what happened in Q1 that I can adjust for? How do I keep moving towards these goals that I'm just not gonna lose sight of because this is what I'm fucking here for. Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, it's your boy, A.B. and Wolf Howard, right back with another episode here on Creative Journey. What's up, Wolf? How we doing, man? What's going on? I'm all jacked up on caffeine. How we doing? Shit, I shouldn't have even made this third cup, bro. Oh, this three? three? Cup. <laughs> this is three, <laughs> man, bro. My man said, let me try staying off the all- coffee. You know what? Let me try getting back on the coffee. <laughs> 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 I shouldn't even, I said it at the beginning, I, I shouldn't even have this cup, but I want it and I'm going to have it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going to be hopped up for the next 36 hours probably. Temptation is a hell of a drug. Ain't it though? But uh, <laughs> got to control ourselves. Don't let that be my <laughs> God. Can't do it. No, we're, uh, look, man, we are enjoying uh, another fruitful week another amazing day in fact back out behind me is a pile of fluffy white snow did you all get some snow down there no all of our stuff is melting directly we just had the uh dirty mud water well it is nice and fluffy and white uh it must have been more like sleep Mm -hmm. uh overnight because i could hear it pinging against the window uh as it woke me up about four this morning so yeah it's it's definitely out there it's going to be a rough start to the baseball season if this doesn't clear up soon my dad was mentioning that recently he's like they're going to be playing in some cold Mm -mm. getting into Mm. april at 40 degrees with sleet that's a little aggressive mother nature can we talk about it where'd that sun go i heard about it you should have they say you should have joined usa uh, team and played in world classic yeah baseball. seriously should have been now. enjoyed it there <laughs> <laughs> should have gone south yeah man yeah that was a good good tournament man that was a good classic good when it uh, was it came puerto rico ended up winning uh came down to oh you know what why am i don't don't get me to lying i actually didn't watch the uh the final games my understanding it came down to USA and, and Japan. Oh, okay. Um, I think I just remembered check. in my fantasy league last year, I had Edwin Diaz as my closer. Okay. And apparently this is like the most Puerto Rican thing I've ever heard. He blew out his knee celebrating the win of the game. And he is out for yes. the season because he was going too hard. <laughs> well, it's not. Okay. <laughs> Having gone, and I only know this because I just went through this myself. So, yeah. uh, but first off, let me answer the question. The the championship should be, yeah. It, it so it was. I, I wanted to confirm because the the final out 
was was it was um um was between Otani and Trout. Oh, epic. Yeah. Yeah, so it ended up being an epic ending uh to that game. So yes, Japan did win mm. over uh over USA and it came down to a final at bat between Otani and Trout. Shohei uh, said, teammates. "Give me that contract, Mike. <laughs> you getting paid too much. This is my team now." Oh man, so yeah, so that was was that. I you know, I I uh I can't say that I watched a lot of the tournament yeah. Uh, throughout the entirety, I caught uh, more so a lot of uh, highlights on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I caught a couple of games on regular cable and was able to enjoy uh, a couple of them. But, yeah, when it came down toward the end, in fact, I, th- I think it might have been three games away from actually the championship when I, I missed those games trying to find it on cable. But either way, yeah, it came down to USA and Japan, Japan. Uh, one out. So that was that's good. That was two powerhouses in the final. So you're number one, number two. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. So um huh. about the celebration. Yes, I saw the highlights of the celebration. Now I made mention, I believe, before that I ruptured my patella tendon back in September. Mm-hmm. Uh September third to be exact. And um that particular day when it happened, man, it was a painful thing. And one of the things that I knew going into that injury was that I had micro tears in my patella tendon anyway, which I mm. had been suffering a lot of inflammation and swelling over the years, which was causing for me not to be able to play as much. So a lot of physical therapy, stuff like that. And Already there was not anything... Spot. It already was a weak spot, and to my mm-hmm. understanding, there was nothing surgical that could be done until it actually tore. So, um, I, you know, it's just one of those things. You can't there, – there's nothing to mitigate yeah. it from tearing anymore. It just is going to have to – it may never complete the process, but in order to do anything about it, it has to complete the process. Mm-hmm. So that's what ended up happening for me. So – what I would say possibly happened is there's already a lot of wear and tear on that tendon from playing baseball, mm. playing sports, manual labor, whatever he's done as you know as a kid mm-hmm. uh, up until this point. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was acknowledged. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe he had no idea. But the jump itself is not the catalyst for just completely rupturing a healthy tendon that is a strong tendon and a hard thing to do Mm. so it didn't just happen because of the dump or because of the celebration it happened because of there was there had to be wear and tear it was obvious there had to be wear and tear um and then it just it just finally gave way that was the camel that broke excuse me that was the straw that broke the camel's back Mm. that's just that's just it there already was a lot of a wear and tear. Uh, the jump do that I broke the camel's knee. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, do I know that to be a fact? Only for me. Only for me. Yeah. Uh, like I like for me. Even in that moment of tracking down the ball, I replayed that play a thousand times, and it was just like, bro, there's nothing you could have done different. You yeah. didn't step wrong. You didn't. You didn't. You know, step into a hole. There was nothing that you could have done different. It just was time for it to happen. So yeah. 
there you go. So for him, it just it just happened to happen during a celebration of all things. But what's not to say the next time he pitched and landed on that leg, that's when it would have happened. And I mean, right, it's an elite closer. The way that man throws, he's like putting up 98, 100 mile per hour fastballs. That's a lot of uh, mechanical energy transferring through the bottom half of his body every time he goes out. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 We, we think it's just strong arms when it comes to throwing, especially pitching. Mm-hmm. Pitching is lower, lower body, mm-hmm. lower body and core, man. The, the arm mechanics is all part of it. But with with a weak lower body, uh, with a weak lower half. Yeah, you, you can't sustain or you cannot support um, your upper body in in the manner that it needs it. Yeah, it's just so like yeah, the, the bench press, body. right? The the leg drive. If you don't have the leg drive, like it looks like it's all just chest and arm strength, but it's really like you're pushing power through the ground. It's the same with pitching, right? It's that leg drive, like putting power through drive, the ground, yeah. rotating the hip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's it. God, I love baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Baseball. That's a nice analogy and segue to burnout and talking about Q1 results because you never know. The little wow. things add up. So what are we doing right and what are we doing wrong becomes a question. Yeah. Yeah, that is correct, man. We are at the end of Q1. And what do we got? Our last last week? Yeah. yeah we're, we're here. In our last week of, of March. Mm. And that closes out Q1. And before talking about anything, looking forward to uh, happening in Q2. Yeah, let's round up Q1. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent, in fact, last week looking at, in fact, I reviewed it on the 22nd, so Wednesday. Wednesday morning, I had this this thought process of wondering what all I really got done in Q1. Mm. And the reason that I had this thought was because I felt a little disappointed I won't even say little. Mm-hmm. I felt disappointed that one of the main things I wanted to get done, I did not do. Mm. And I'll blame that on becoming unfocused on what my goal was and what my priority was. Mm. We talked about it last week in terms of just listening to to too many things if it wasn't last week week before we'll just say previous episode we talked about it where we're listening to too much information and it's just overload and we just need to focus on the thing that we need to focus Mm -hmm. and that was that you know Mm -hmm. i got unfocused on what i needed to do and was focusing more on listening things about branding and all sorts of stuff instead of just executing the thing that i knew i needed to be executed and that was creating the specific uh, film that I wanted to create, the documentary that I wanted to create. And it really wasn't going to take long. I just had to finish. Not even scripting it out. The script pretty much was done. I just needed Mm -hmm. to finish the shot list. And I never did that because whatever reason, I just got sidetracked with all the other stuff. And as well as to the point of waiting on another project, I put myself on the back burner trying to help someone else out. So that's still on me because that was my decision not to move forward with my own project. 
That first what? part, that first part, I'm starting mm-hmm. to call that education procrastination. I just kind of like the ring of that, and it reminds me of that that concept of just, oh, I need to learn more before I start this. Nah, you just got to yeah. start it. Start it and learn while you're start. going. That education procrastination, we love that because it feels like we're getting so smart. We can say all the words. We can act like we know all the things, but we haven't applied a single thing to it. And then waiting on somebody else's project, that's a whole other we all struggle with that, I think, but that's a whole other uh, situation we got to learn and deal with as we grow our business. But sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. That was a great place to, to chime in. And the only thing I'll just say is that the lesson learned from that was to stay focused, mm. stay focused on what the goals are. Uh, but what I will say is, as, a, as we talked about before, the January being such a great month, a lot happened in January. Mm-hmm. February got a little fuzzy, and then I had to pick back up in March mm-hmm. uh, with the lessons learned. But, you know, January was really good. You know, I finished a, a film course for, you know, for the university that I was enrolled in for winter mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. Uh, enrolled in, uh, had enrolled into the other main film course uh, of documentary. So that's the of uh, the film film team that I'm a part of now, AOD or Art, Art of Documentary. And we started Creative Journey Podcast, where we're talking right now. Mm-hmm. And there's a few other things, you know, Night Owl Nation. And, and in fact, Creative Journey started because of Night Owl Nation, being able to share stories and just really learn more about who I am through doing and sharing, uh, through doing those exercises and sharing the story. So I learned a lot about myself and I learned to begin to understand a lot more of why I am the way I am. And that was by way of another uh, or an alternative. Um, what what is what is the thing called? One of those the, the tests. Oh, um, the big five I, personality. Yeah, test. the big five personality yeah. test. Yeah. So, you know, that was, you know, that helped me identify a few things as well. Not everything. Uh, but it definitely helped me identify some things. So, Night yeah, Owl Nation I learned, a, learned a lot. Night Owl Nation, best five dollars you can spend on the internet right now. I would say it's kind of it's remarkable how much value you get out of there for just giving away personal value mm-hmm. through forcing us to develop ourselves. I would agree. Night Owl Nation is a big highlight for Q1 for me as well. Let me ask you, what is the big goal you had that you didn't get knocked out? The big goal was my documentary, my own uh, self documentary of where this journey of leaving the military and maybe it wasn't going to highlight necessarily the leaving the military, Mm. but having left the military, Mm -hmm. uh, I share with you about, you know, taking on this this idea of starting a YouTube channel, giving back to the automotive community and in doing so, uh, building that skill set of video production led to an opportunity to transition into that full time. Mm-hmm. It would have never happened if I didn't dare to try it and just stayed, you know, in the thing that I was doing that was taken away after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Mm. But okay. So what was, did you write this goal down? Like how is it written down? How is it framed in your mind? What is the, is it just publish a documentary? Was that kind of the extent of it? Well, you and I had talked, Uh, I shared that I was developing my filmmaking through storytelling. Mm -hmm. So it was no longer just being a videographer, just picking up my camera and recording. 
Mm-hmm. And then just learning how to edit and, you know, do the cinematic stuff, the car stuff. It became more, it became more than just going to a car show and just filming some cars and, mm-hmm. you know, showing that side of it. Uh, it became more of, you know what, the cars, the owners of the cars, the enthusiasts have a story. I want to start sharing those stories mm-hmm. more so than just the car. Like, what was it about the car? Was it, you know, a family member? Was it uh, just the journey within itself? Something they learned? Did it help them get through a hard time, a divorce, a death, a, mm-hmm. you, know, mm-hmm. you know, health, you know, whatever that might have been. So I wanted to deep, I wanted to dig deeper into telling stories. Mm-hmm. And for me, it just was the easiest way to get to practice, just tell my own story. I wouldn't have to worry about trying to find someone to um, get content or film or shoot them to get the story. I had my own story to tell. So that was it. That, that was just the, the end goal was, hey, tell your story. Yeah. And then when you say you didn't accomplish this goal, is that like you didn't? film as much as you wanted to or you didn't make any progress on this project like what's the what's the metric against which you're measuring this was a successful q1 in this big goal it didn't get done it's it's not anything that should have taken three months to do yeah i'd already scripted out what i already scripted out the the start the climax and the end or, or what the transformational thing that happened was. So I already knew that. Yeah. I didn't necessarily have to script out how I was going to tell that other than the shot list. Like, what were the things I wanted to include in the story other than me just talking? It's not just going to be me talking and a camera on me talking. It's, it's telling the story through the activity. Mm. Yeah. So I needed to actually get out and, and shoot. Um, can I blame the weather? Of course. Oh, yeah. I can say it was cold as hell. There were definitely days that I did not want to get out there and go go film. Mm-hmm. We had plenty. We had a lot more snow days than we didn't have, unlike last year. This time last year. So we had a lot more snow. So, I mean, I will take into account there were elements, there were things that, that gave me pushback. And I was just like, ah, I won't go film today. I'll wait for another day when it's warmer because it's freezing out. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, no sooner than I started pushing those things or allowing those to be excuses, it became easier to get wrapped up in the other stuff instead of staying focused mm. on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the the angle I'm thinking about this through as we're talking about it, um, one of my mentors, Errol, I was just on a call with him. I don't know if this was this week or last week. He talks about the difference between setting results-oriented goals and process-oriented goals, right? So, like, if the Q1 goal is publish a documentary about cars, um, I'm just simplifying to make it easy. It's That's a results-oriented goal because we're saying at the end of this quarter, I want a documentary about cars. We're not thinking about what are the things we have to do every day to make sure we're making progress towards that. We're just saying, here's the big thing that I want to make sure is done. And then when things out of our control get in the way of that, it's really easy to fall off or to just not get anything done that we needed to. But then when you're talking about process-oriented goals, I will film 10 minutes of footage every day in Q1, 
you can track that a lot better and you can build every day towards the bigger result goal that you want, but you might also be able to pivot into something else that you entirely didn't see. It's like, if the result I want is a car documentary, what's the process I can do every day for this quarter to keep on moving me towards that regardless of what else comes up? Um, and this is something I'm working on very much as well because similar to you, one of my Q1 goals was to um, build authority in the food and beverage scene, right? And so I'm thinking, how do I do that? Maybe I need to create content around um, food, just start filming food content and get really good at talking about and video, videography around food. Mm. And I didn't set any process-oriented goals. I didn't set aside a certain amount of time every day to just get into the habit of filming food. I just said, let me post more about food. And that's a very fuzzy goal. And I have not made a single food video properly. Like I've talked about it a lot. I started a podcast on the side. There are all these tangential things that have come up in Q1 that I would call big wins. But if I was going to say, did I accomplish my Q1 objective? I made progress towards a fuzzy sense of it, but I didn't knock the thing out of the park because I didn't set the right kind of goals. Um, mm -hmm. So that's just where that conversation takes me. Well, let me share with you. Now, here's the win. Here's the win portion of Q1 for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say for you, too, you know, part of the process that I shared now that we're breaking it down uh, to be that yeah. is that was the, the school that was finishing the winter class in January, which I did. Mm -hmm. uh, it was doing something to tell stories, which you understood that I was reading story worthy, which I have finished and actually I'm rereading it mm -hmm. uh, because I learned a lot uh, from that. And there was a process in there called um, homework for life where every pretty much every evening I take a moment, you know, hour, not even an hour. I'm sorry. Uh, within that hour of me taking a break from whatever it was that I was doing before bed, letting my, you know, letting my mind slow down. And really just think on, you know, what was something that has happened today that was a lesson learned or transformational moment that maybe I can use as a story. And that was something that I had to do. And if I wasn't able to think of anything, I just started writing down random thoughts. You know, it might be colors, it might be names, it might be something. And all of a sudden it would jog a memory and maybe it wasn't from that day. It might would jog a memory from 10 years ago. Mm. And then I could, Oh man, you know, I, I, that was, that was what that meant. So there was a lesson learned in that. So, you know, the process definitely was a win for Q1 because we continued the process with night owl nation. We continued the process, um, you know, for me through uh story worthy, the book, the beginning, the very first, uh, month, you know, completing the uh, film course and then also enrolled in the other uh, mother film film school or film course. So uh, specific to documentary and and learning how to uh, monetize my skill set. That was kind of the other other leg to it, because I knew I needed to make generate revenue to have capital to fund my own projects, to fund my film. Mm. projects. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, so process wise, yeah, process, there was definitely wins the entire quarter. So no takeaway there, but just the one 
specific goal of completing that thing, that was where I did not make the mark because, like I said, I allowed the excuses of weather and things to um, give rise to the opportunity of my attention to be taken away to things that weren't even necessary. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, the it's so fascinating, right? Because then even in that breakdown, it's like if we're thinking only in the results, we didn't get the result we wanted, but we built processes that are going to ultimately help us get those results in the long term, I would say, right? Like the consistency here on this podcast, for me, game changing. I haven't done 10 episodes, 11 episodes, wherever we are, of a thing um, consistently every week. I've maybe done like bursts of high energy, high action stuff, and then I fall off. This has been every week I show up and sit down to do this. That's changing the way I think about how consistent I can be. So thank you for one to you, AB, for bringing me into this and helping me get that consistency. Um, and two, for just the, the opportunity to practice like this. Because one of my big wins, like, and this is all about framing, right? When you're talking about when you're reviewing time, there's context, there's like quarter over quarter, there's year over year. So like in the first quarter of this year compared to the first quarter of last year, I made less money, but I made far more personal progress and I became far more clear on the, the difference I want to make and where I think I'm taking everything I'm working on now. From last quarter, so Q4 of 2022, to Q1 of 2023. In Q4, I spent a lot of time on education. I was, that's, I think I did three different brand strategy courses in Q4. And in Q1, I didn't implement at the level I know I could have. I didn't go out and figure out how to sell and implement an offer that would actually maximize all that learning. So that's a big miss for me. On the positive side, in missing that over the first couple months in this last month of March, I think I have started to really hit a stride in terms of taking my mindset off of how am I going to make money this week into how am I going to connect with someone this week or how am I going to inspire myself this week. And that has generated so much more action for me on a daily basis. And like this week in particular, I feel like I'm really rolling into a lot of progress as far as I got my own podcast up on the food and beverage side, which I've been talking about forever. I got hooked up a camera from a mentor slash boss slash friend of mine that I can now go out and do filming if I need to on my own. You have made the kind offer of helping me to film some of the stuff I want to do. So I, all these connections, all of this stuff is starting to build into a place where I feel like I can really line up and see the path to making the progress I want to make towards helping farmers, food creators get out there. Um, so it's been a great quarter progress-wise. Results-wise, not so great. I'm going back into a full-time job because I ran out of my cash blanket, right? But that's, it's not a loss to me. It's just an opportunity. It's a development. It's an evolution right. of what, an evolution of the path, right? Like you would say, this is what I've been called to do. I'm not fretting over the fact that it's not working out how I thought it was going to work out. It's working out exactly as I need it to. Yeah, that's good. 
that's good yeah that, i'm hey proud of you that's that's those are great wins they're great wins and that does not none of this takes away from uh whatever the ultimate goal is maybe you know maybe that was you know a realistic goal and maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe you know i was overshooting mm. but that's that's for me to really review and see mm-hmm. um what is the lesson learned in that and what i can say is just to be honest and real i have no control over mother nature yeah and if in fact that was the takeaway from um from this past quarter is maybe either i needed to one realign the goal of shooting my documentary to being in q2 maybe not q1 mm-hmm. maybe it had nothing to do with that at all maybe it just had more so to do with don't become unfocused listening to things that does not apply to me i know what applies to me i feel my lesson learned from that other than just realizing there's elements that i can't control Mm. but but maintaining my focus on the things that i can control and that's really what it is at the end of the day and that's my lesson you know i'll take that as part of my lesson learned from q1 is that there was a lot of wins. There was a lot more wins than there was perceived losses. Yeah. Yeah. And all the losses are adjustable, right? It's like, uh, in this conversation, I'm already coming away with, okay, going into Q2, what I need to do is I need to stay focused on that process and let go of whatever concept of here's the result I need this week. I need to stay focused on What's the realistic amount of time I can dedicate every morning before I go into an office or like a work hour setting to stay on point, continuing to make progress towards the goals I want to make as far as helping farmers and food and beverage entrepreneurs? 20 minutes of writing in the morning? That's going to keep me on point. What will it turn into? Who knows? But but I can measure that and I can control that much more realistically than I want to have a hundred subscribers to my podcast by the end of Q2. I can't do shit about that. It would be cool, Mm -hmm. but that's not going to be the thing that drives me. It has to be about how many conversations can I have? How many Mm -hmm. outreach letters can I send? How many different groups of interesting businesses can I collect and reach out to in the coming weeks? And then tracking the results that come out of that (laughs) <laughs> the process getting me to those results is what I need to stay focused on. And then the right. reflection is, okay, what did I see in this and where do I adjust the process over time to improve the results or what I think is going to improve the results? We're guessing we have no, f- the future is a mystery. The past is history. The present is whatever. I forget the last part of that. The present is a gift or something like that. I don't even remember who that's by. Yeah. So it's whatever that phrase is. Yeah. Q2 is about <laughs> staying present and staying in process and learning to love the process as Sun says. Um, I think yeah. that's where I'm th- uh, that's where my mind is going as we move into the next quarter. Yeah, and and you made me remember something. Shout out to episode 10. Mm. Episode 10. We we're, we're we're on episode 10. Hey, today. That's what's up. Really episode 12. <laughs> yeah. 
But episode ten, as far as um, as far as what's getting, you know, what would end up getting released yeah. for episodes. So shout out to the consistency on that. And you made mention about you know followers, subscribers, and all that. Mm-hmm. There was no goal for subscribers and any of that. Mm-hmm. The the goal was to be consistent and getting the content out. If people heard it, great. That's I mean that that's at the end of the day. We can't control who hears it today versus a year from now, five mm-hmm. years from now, mm-hmm. six months from now. We, we have no clue what's going to be the one episode that someone really chimes in on. It really motivates them and encourages them to do the thing that it is that they really want it to do. Mm-hmm. And we just happen to say it or there just happened to be a topic that resonated uh, with them. Or, or like I was about to say, we just happened to say it. Uh, that it really triggered something in them. So, you know, shout out to episode 10 and looking forward to continuing uh, into Q2 and just staying focused on the process. Yes, it's sir. been fun. Yes, it's been sir. fun. And I, too, am grateful again for you for, you know, committing to it, um, to even the idea before it became the challenge to to start it. It's still crazy how that that worked out. Yeah, it is, isn't it? The universe just opened right up. Yeah. And I mean, that's a random call on Brandma's open house, connect in a chat bubble, talk on the phone a couple times, storyteller, Night Owl Nation podcast idea. Night Owl Nation says randomly in a Monday masterclass, just start a podcast. And now we're at episode 10. You can't like, script it any better, man. Right. <laughs> Half a year in just uh, in a few seconds right there, and it's just it just comes together sometimes. You got to be open to what the universe wants to give to you, what God wants to give to you, however you want to think about it. It's all coming to you. You just got to watch for the signs. Listen. Listen to what That's the universe it. is telling you. That is it. And, and you know what? The biggest part to one of my uh, lessons learned from this quarter has actually enabled me to do and execute the thing that we talked about in the last Mm -hmm. couple of weeks. So real briefly waiting on the other project that I thought was greenlit to start the documentary portion of that. um, Seeing someone else execute on advice that was given mm-hmm. that was that thing that was the the switch for me because i was like you highlighted it in the last conversation too because it was nine times out of ten the ones that are going to execute and probably ten times out of ten the way you put it you know the one that comes seeking you for information and for advice and for for strategy those are the ones that execute mm-hmm but when you volunteer your information to those that obviously isn't ready to execute, you know, it falls on deaf ears. And in the Bible, mm-hmm. it says casting your, your pearl under swine. And at least that's one, uh, you know, that's one analogy I can think of mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. from Scripture. But, you know, just just giving my my info, information and knowledge away uh, willingly to people that weren't really that yeah i'm getting tongue-tied 
uh, giving my information away to people that weren't ready. And mm-hmm. that particular instance just made me realize I needed to shift my focus. Mm-hmm. And I did. And we talked about the gentleman with the, uh, the shop and at Boosted Warehouse. And we reconnected uh, later that week. And this week, this past week, uh, I've been out there twice now to film two specific projects. So we started. They've got a shop car that we got content on. Oh, I love that. And they actually had a um, a Chevy Corvette C8 that uh, got exhaust work done. And mm. <laughs> let's just say that thing sound phenomenal uh, after that was done. But uh, so now we're working together on getting them content and getting their presence out there. And again, I told you, they they deserve it, man. And even hearing their story of what they shared with me, you know, in those couple of days, it's crazy. These are two young dudes that are hungry hmm. for uh, what it is that they do and to tell me how they started this journey to where it is now is hmm. nothing short of amazing. So uh, what was birthed out of that pain uh, comes this opportunity for me to open my eyes to see it because I wouldn't have seen it had not had it not been for the lesson learned and and taking the opportunity to really really dig deep and step outside of my own emotion mm-hmm. uh, to something and and really challenge myself to get up get past that and then move forward to another opportunity that uh that hunger you mentioned there that brought me back to that episode where we were talking about being being built for it and that concept of uh in the entrepreneurial space you gotta you just i don't even remember precisely how the conversation went but i remember thinking well does if you're being built for it does that mean that you're born to be an entrepreneur right or is it something that you can develop is it something you can learn over time and i do think the hunger you mentioned you can't really teach that Mm-mm. and that's not that's not like a genetic birth kind of thing that's a maybe the circumstances you're born into and the things that you experience coming up some people just aren't hungry in the metaphorical sense of like hungry for more looking to do something looking to make a mark and i think without that I don't, I don't know what it's like to not have that. Um, in the interview process for this current job, the uh, one of the hiring managers, he mentioned, he was like, you seem hungry, driven. And I was like, oh, do I, pro- do I project that? Because as soon as I'm into this interview process, I want it, you know? Like, it's, I, I immediately, as soon as I have something where I can prove value, I am fucking hungry to prove that value to make my mark, you know? I can't control it. It just turns on. And I do wonder if that's just kind of like part of that's probably what my dad, my upbringing, part of that's just built into me. Maybe that's what it really means to be built for this. Like how many people are actually thinking about Q1 reflecting so that they can improve the next Q2? Because that's hunger, too. That's a that's a surefire sign that you care what you're doing and where you're trying to go, because a lot of people don't reflect. They just sit down in the, on the couch at the end of the day and they say, all right, well, that was a day. We're going to do the next one tomorrow. And you're over here thinking, what happened in Q1 that I can adjust for? How do I keep moving towards these goals that I'm just not going to lose sight of because this is what I'm fucking here for? 
Yeah. Yeah, because time is moving so fast. Mm. When I look back at the fact that I got out of the Navy in 2018, mm. enrolled in school, finished a degree in 2020, started, um, you know, the, the YouTube journey in 2019. And, you know, looking back on how much time went by. In fact, when I'm sitting and thinking about an event or I'm looking at an old clip or whatever it is, I get confused on what year that was. Yep. I'm like, man, was that 2019 or was that 2020? Was that 2021? Like, I legit thought something had happened last year and it happened in 2020. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, man, the time is just going by so fast. But in those years, I think last year was the first year I really paid attention to quarters like that. Mm-hmm. Now, even last year, I didn't do reviews, mm-hmm. not not with not at the end of the quarter. Mm-hmm. I may have done a review. I might have thought about Q1 and Q3. Maybe Q4. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is growth. I am hungry for it. I do have clarity on what it is that God's gifted me with. Mm. And my intention is to use that. So if I'm feeling disappointed to myself, then you best believe I feel like I've, you know, disappointed God too. Mm-hmm. And again, not to be mm-hmm. unrealistic about it. I want to be realistic and and I don't want to be that same guy that is so overzealous that I don't count the win like I did when mm-hmm. I shared the story when we began Night Owl Nation about uh me breaking a certain time you know, running my mile and a half for the mm-hmm. PFA mm-hmm. and being upset that I didn't get it, but not even paying attention to the fact that, bro, you you smoked everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you smoked a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And then going through the rehab session of my patella tendon repair and barely can, can balance on it, let alone run <laughs> at all. So, you know, these these things that have happened in the last in this quarter has been a reflection of who I was, how, how, how hard I was on myself. And just using this particular example is I got to be realistic about things. So mm-hmm. now, you know, I believe just doing this review is my, my thirst and hunger to provide value um, mm-hmm. to those that are trying to find themselves and understand why it is that I believe in myself so strongly that I want, not only to win, but I want to win so other people can win. And when you realize that your your planning, your your mission, your execution, your everything means something totally different. You don't even look at money the same. Mm. Like money isn't that thing that I want millions, tens of millions and billions of dollars because I want to go spend it on 10 houses and go on a hundred trips and Mm -hmm. buy all these things. That's not even what it's for. Mm -hmm. For me, I do now understand it as a resource that will help me help other people progress in what it is they're figuring out to be their gift to help other people progress. And it's just a domino effect. So Mm -hmm. that's what I want to do. I want to build uh, production studio. I want to do all these different things that I can do in the community and support 
people's dreams. Mm -hmm. So when you get that vision and get the clarity of that vision, the way you execute and the way you move and the way you think about things is just different. And that's just mm -hmm. where I am now. Mm. The way you execute and the way you move. That's the thing. I love that. The way you move, you know? Because your body language, like I know you're not even talking about just literally physically moving, but your body language, the way you carry yourself, the way you move throughout a day, says everything about where you're going. I remember one time, this is a heavy tangent, freshman year <laughs> Let's of college. Let's go on it. Freshman year at college, I had been dating this girl from high school and we were doing long distance. So she was in Carbondale, Illinois, and I was in St. Louis, Missouri. So we were like an hour and a half, two hours away from each other. Neither of us had a car, though. Um, and the relationship had just gotten rough. Like in high school, it was fantastic. And then with that separation, it just got extra rough. And I had gotten off a phone call where we were fighting or something, and I was just walking down the hallway. I guess in my thoughts, I wasn't like considering anything about how I was carrying myself. And one of my friends stopped me and they were like, are you all right? I was like, what do you mean? I'm just walking down the hallway. And she's like, everything about the way you look right now is sad. Like you just look miserable. Are you okay? Do you need to talk? And like, I guess I was like carrying my shoulders down. I was looking at the floor. I was like kind of hunched over and just lost in my thoughts. And I looked like I had been defeated physically because that's what i was carrying in my mind and that expressed itself naturally and i just remember that i think about that all the time it's like your body language is an expression of what you're carrying in your head and how you're framing your world around you and the smallest things tell the biggest stories and the way you move in the world tells you a lot about where you're going and how you're doing that's a fact i agree with that mm. that's that's a that's a good way to that's a good way to state that. I agree with that. Wow. What were you? Were you, do you realize? Did you realize what you were going through that day? Was it just you were lost in your thoughts or lost in in your next move? Like yeah, I say it was. Uh, that was a tricky relationship, and I I was really I was stuck on why can't I make this work or like why does it feel like that we're getting further apart when I'm trying so hard to keep it together. Um, and I was playing that hero complex, right? That's one of my things is like, I always want to come in and solve everything and just make everything great. And if somebody doesn't want that, you're just creating friction. There's nothing you can do about somebody who doesn't want to be saved. And even to think that I like, I could save someone as an 18 year old, all that ego is in there. It's like, I can fix all your problems. She didn't even fucking ask me to fix all her problems. Um, <laughs> But I mean, I just, in those phone calls, she literally didn't ask one time, <laughs> but in those phone calls where we would get into a fight and I would get off them and I would just be like fuming and like processing, why doesn't she get what I'm trying to say? Why, why is this, I said everything right and she's still mad at me. This doesn't make sense. There's no logic in this. It wasn't a logical situation. She was going through emotions and I was trying to create solutions to something that was just something she was going through. So, um, I was I was stuck in trying to figure out how to make a human change when now in retrospect I know you cannot make a human change. A human decides to change and you can just be there to support it. To support. Or you can stay out the fucking way. <laughs> Moo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You are hitting on so many things, man. <laughs> so let me let me say this. First off, 
let me highlight another game changer for for me for Q1. Mm. This really started in, I want to say, Q4. And that was uh, this book. I may have highlighted this book with you before. Mm. UOU by uh, Dr. Eric Thomas or E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher. And E.T. the Hip Hop Producer? That's in the last episode. <laughs> E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher. Is. What's up? It is. That is in the last episode. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is. I God, that was such a good episode. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> so in, in, reading, uh, in reading this book, uh, it really helped me. Uh, it says on here, ignite your power and purpose and your why. So it really helped me to spell out with clarity what my purpose is and my why. But more importantly, it helped me find my superpower as well as my kryptonite. Mm. And on he has this thing called extreme execution. It's a, it's a, uh, he has this flight assessment that, uh, that is part of, part of this book. You know, he has it anyway. It's part of his, it's part of his branding. Um, it's part of who he is to help you become the better version of you. And I took the flight assessment, basically a personality test, like we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, with the other one, but this one I had taken before that. So a lot of what I saw in the other one didn't quite resonate because this actually spoke more wholly of who I am as, as for good and as for, uh, need improvement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here's one of the things that it was sharing with me. Um, you made mention, uh, or we both have made mention of, is you must learn to recognize the difference between being helpful to a friend and enabling another's irresponsibility. Mm. And part of that is, is highlighting that hero complex. Part of it is highlighting uh, your personal intention. Like what is your uh, intention and even our selfish selfishness Mm. in that we think we're supposed to be everything to everyone and we can't we're not supposed to be mm-hmm. and when we consistently inject our selves into it that's starting to really say something about who we either are mm-hmm. or who we're trying to be mm-hmm. and if we're not careful then that sets a very bad overtone of who we can become or will become. So you saying that just made me think about that specific thing and giving information when it wasn't asked, Mm -hmm. trying to help solve a problem when I wasn't asked to help solve the problem. Mm -hmm. One question was asked and I'm giving a thousand answers. (laughs) (laughs) Just answer the question. Yeah, <laughs> just ask the question. But but yeah. aside from that, I did. I wanted to plug that in because that has been a huge help. Uh, Et has definitely been uh, a foundational part of my journey in the last ten plus years. That is, you know, he is one of the main reasons that I'm even able to be 
hmm. in a space that I'm in now, because if it wasn't for the likes of him and Jim Rohn and, and uh, Les Brown and, and um, Steve Harvey, the motivation, the motivation to leave the Navy and to want to be a better person, a better version of me and just live life to the fullest. I wouldn't have wanted to do that at all. I would just take life as it is. Think nobody owes me or I think everybody owes me everything and, uh, and do nothing to better myself. So I'm glad that that's been a foundation to help bring me to where I am today because I didn't get here by myself. I didn't get here just mm. praying every day and not doing anything about it. I didn't get here um, not putting in the work and sacrificing and, and doing the things that I heard them share that they did to excel and, and get to where they even are today, let alone where they were then. Yeah. That, uh, Oh man, that brings me to another big one for Q1 for me. But before that, I wanted to mention uh, my friend Melissa Endot. She has a podcast called Fear Fearlessly Curious Podcast. Hmm. Okay. And uh, on episode 19, I was just listening to this the other day, and it just really uh, hit deep for me. The quote she shared was, I am not who you think I am. You are who you think I am. Hmm. I am not who you think I am. You are who you think I am. And the concept there is mm. our judgments of people are really reflections of us. Yeah. That's it. And that's yeah. perfectly in line with what you were just talking about with E.T. It's like the, the way you behave towards people, whatever your judgment is of, oh, you need help, oh, you need whatever I have, is really a reflection of what you think of yourself. And if you if you don't stop to think about that, it's hard to see how you're projecting yourself into the world when you're trying to put on that savior complex for somebody that never asked for it. It's like what what do you really think of yourself when you're acting that way towards people? It's a really good episode. Shout out to Melissa, Fearlessly Curious Podcast, episode nineteen. Great episode. I will oh yeah. I will be uh checking that out and I'm sure I'll become a subscriber. Yeah, so yeah she's that. great she's uh she's vulnerable in a way that i do not have the courage for and she like phrases <laughs> things in such a way that if my dad heard it he would be like what is this fucking nonsense you have in your ears right now but for me it's like a growth opportunity because no matter if i agree on every point it forces me to think further outside of my box than i normally would so mm. i really appreciate her um the the big win though you mentioned Steve Harvey, E.T., a few other people, and that sounds a lot like how I've started thinking about mentors, right? A mentor doesn't have to be a physical person that you meet with every day. Your mentors can be through books, through content, and in Q1, I think I really upped my standards for who I take as a mentor and how I consume their content or whatever it is that might be available out there. And and let go a little bit of my sense of I know better or that won't work for me. It's like if I trust somebody, if they really catch my ear, let me trust them and let go of all of my extra stuff and just follow what they say. Just trust in the process and stick with the people that connect instead of trying to get a new mentor every day. I'm starting to very, get very particular about, okay, these are the ones that are working for me. I'm going to stick with this and just keep listening and keep adjusting. And dig deep. 
that's been a big win for Q1 for me because all of 2022, I was bouncing. I was bouncing a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm glad that that was, that was a win for you mm-hmm. because that is there's nothing worse than thinking that you're getting valuable or invaluable information from a lot of sources mm. when you really just need to lock in on a couple, one or two, if not just that one. But it's always good to have mm-hmm. different perspectives mm-hmm. um, that still align with what your your values and your beliefs are. So that's good that you were able to to do that because that yeah. was the down, you know, that that can be the downfall uh, of us is what we're just taking on too much from too many sources. Yeah, that was, uh, I think that was Chris helped me see that Chris Doe and his episode on mm-hmm. Phyllis's house, uh, mm-hmm. Brahma's house, where he's talking about who would you rather take in a fight? The guy who goes to one dojo and studies deeply for 10 years or the guy who goes to a new dojo every day studying all the different things and trying to piece it together in a no holds barred non-lethal <laughs> fight who are you going to take i'm taking the guy who's been at one dojo personally because he is going to have the expertise unless it's a crap dojo you never know but even then <laughs> a guy who samples ten thousand dojos is going to have a bunch of crap dojos and maybe a few good ones and if you stick with one person for 10 years you'll probably be pretty good yeah. Yeah. You just have one sensei, Daniel son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi over here, bro. I'm taking Mr. Miyagi <laughs> any day. Take us back to what was, the what was it? What was the uh what was that other other house called? Oh, oh Cobra. I can't remember now. Cobra Kai. Cobra, yeah, Cobra Kai. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I forgot they had the show. Cobra yeah. Kai. There was a yeah. show on uh on Netflix for a while. Yeah. And YouTube. I think it started on YouTube. But yeah, Cobra. Yeah, you don't want to spend 10 years at Cobra Kai, but... Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Know when your mentor is kind of iffy. When you you feel like it maybe is a pyramid scheme, it's a pyramid scheme. (laughs) Just don't even... If you have to ask the question, find a new sensei. Then find a new sensei. Yeah, 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 yeah. uh, Trust your gut. I would say follow your gut. Trust your gut. It's trusting your gut, man. Am I in a multi-level marketing scheme? Oh, yeah, I must be. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my Don't forget to set up your drop shipping business. What? There are many senseis out there saying, here's how you generate $10,000 a month through your drop shipping on Amazon. Just sign up for my $10,000 course. You'll make your money back in three weeks. Look, let me just say this. Let me say that part, too. (laughs) If you're not ready to generate revenue and you're in a space where you don't need it, then don't get consumed with trying to figure out how to do it. Mm. Now I used to, you know, I would, and I only speak of that. Um, I'm speaking to myself out loud when I say that, mm. because that was one of the things that was hanging me up this quarter is that I was thinking, Oh yeah, you know what? As I had talked about before, you know, maybe I want to do my consulting thing or mm-hmm. coaching thing or whatever it is. And, I'm like, yeah, I probably should, you know, start pushing, pushing content and build my, you know, build my uh, engagement and, and, and start 
creating a course or just counseling or whatever the case was. And I'm just like, bro, what, what am I doing all that for? That has nothing to do mm-hmm. with my primary mission. Nothing at all. All I'm supposed to be doing is creating documentaries. Mm-hmm. All I'm supposed to be doing is creating content that tells stories. And that's it. That's not my job to try to generate revenue in that particular sense. That's not even where I'm trying to generate revenue. I'm generating revenue through video production mm-hmm. for other people. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, yeah, I, you know, that was my that was my uh, self-assessment that had to be made. And even as I shared with you last couple of weeks, you know, getting off social media was the thing I needed to do as well. Like I just was consuming. I was finding myself sitting down and picking up my phone and going like, what am I doing? Why am I even on here? I came on here to go check, look for email for something to follow up to something. And now I ended up on Instagram or TikTok or something. I was like, I can't do that. I got to, I got to just get off entirely and focus on the things I need to focus. And within a week of doing just that, I already was back on track with the other things and the other opportunities that was able to happen only happened because I was just in the right mindset and doing carrying on with the focus that I needed to carry on with. So yeah, you got to figure out the things that's, that's working for you and that's not working for you. And, and I don't have any quick answers Mm -hmm. as to how you get to that point. Only thing I can share with you, which is the whole reason, again, for this creative journey, just sharing what it is that I had to recognize in myself. Wolf is sharing what he had to recognize in himself. Some of the things are right on par with each other. Mm -hmm. Some things are a little bit different because maybe because they're different industries. And then again, maybe not. Um, But the thing is, you have to spend time with yourself, understanding who you are where your strong points are, where your weak points are and address those and then just fight every day to stay the course. And if you're, if you're hungry for it, (laughs) then you'll figure it out. That's, that's really all I've got. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's it. That's it. 1% 1% every 1% better every day as Errol Gerson says. Mm-hmm. Do I deserve that another That also in the lost episode? I don't know. Lost be. episode 1. I start, I've started saying that a lot. Errol stuck that okay. deep in my brain. I say that often. Okay. Do I do I deserve another yesterday or do I deserve another tomorrow based upon what I've done today? That's another Errol Gersonism. And that hits. It's like if you look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day, do I deserve another tomorrow based on what I've done today? Be honest with yourself and then make the adjustment you need to to make sure that's true as many days as you can. That's it. Stay hungry, my that's friends. It. Stay hungry. It's been real. It's been a great Q1. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to uh, just closing out this last week of it and moving forward to Q2. And let's see what spring ups. Mm. Spring ups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that like a new exercise regimen for the spring, spring ups? You like 
Sprig ups, yeah. Is that a burpees modifier? Oh, not the burpees. We're not. When I'm not. I'm not about to feel like it's five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Spring ups. Let's get it. Let's go. We're going up this spring, all the way up. <laughs> I got him. I got him. My groovy ass is winning today. Let's go. This has been. I'm on point. Let's go. It's been real, folks. That's episode ten, maybe. Is it? I don't. That's it. AB knows episode how to 10, count. Bro. I'm just here to it's throw random 10. thoughts out into the world and see what comes back. Your random thought got a real result. It's episode ten. Let's That's go. It. On to the so, next one. Staying on the Appreciate journey. You. Catch ya. Salute, guys. <laughs>